Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Richard Porter. And I'm Johnny Smith. This is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars, and this week, the Honda E. We had a friend of my wife's over at the weekend, and um, I have a bit of a problem with her. Um, <laughs> I don't, know, that, I like, don't know why I'm laughing already. <laughs> but no, not in the sense that I don't like her. I, th- I really like her. She's lovely. She's a very lovely person, and she's a good friend to my wife, and it's not that. The problem I have with her is that until quite recently, she used to work for a cosmetics company, mm-hmm. and she always wore and still wears their signature perfume. And a while back, she gave my wife a box of half-used testers of this perfume, you know, samples that they put in the shops. Yeah. She just went, look, you, you might as well have these. They get thrown away. It's a waste, you know, so have them. So she and had a box of half-used samples. Okay, that's good, reusing. Of, of their, yeah, good, exactly. But Not is waste. it like well, seven I... years' worth? Uh, it, pro- it probably would have been if you'd used it, but my wife's a bit like, I'm not sure this is really my my smell, this signature mm. scent. So she gave some of the fuller bottles away to other friends, and then she stuck some in the loos in our house as oh, air fresheners. for poo including, camouflage. Yeah, oh. well, in the loo where I like to go for a nice, relaxing sit-down. <laughs> is that the and, one that I and, use when I'm at your house, top of the stairs? Yeah. You know because it's out of sight, out of mind. It's it's at the top. Mm. Yeah, heat exactly. heat rises. It's good position. It's easy. Yeah. yeah. So after having a nice bit of quiet time in there, I would I'd give it a, a little spray. Only one because it's quite strong. Yeah, it um, masks. Just well, it 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 kind of masks. And here's the problem. Now, when I see my wife's friend and she's wearing that signature scent. <laughs> technically, she smells lovely, but my brain tells me that she smells very slightly of shit. <laughs> The, it can't, that's it can't the problem be, that I have. No, it can't her, be undone. The, the connection, no, the, the neural connection can't be undone. Mm-mm, no. It's a, it, oh, that you is... have to have like electroshock therapy or something to shift that one. It's it's But it's the thing, it's, it's weird. My brain just goes, ooh, that's slightly vanilla perfume. Smells of poo, little undercurrent <laughs> of poo there. No, there isn't brain. There, there it is. Well, I used to just go trad and have a box of Cook's matches and uh, because I used to enjoy just the, the striking and the... Uh, the ritual of the flame. Call me a caveman. This was pre-smartphone era, and um, I, <laughs> I. What now? You've got an app that does it. Well, no, I. I just now you tend to go on eBay or whatever. Um, I a car in classic. Um, I, I. The problem is, is my wife would go. Oh, um, it now just smells of burnt poo yes and and when there's like a birthday party and someone blows out candles she associates it that i've got a particularly ripe one and kind of run away (laughs) and so i think it's well there's a salutary lesson here isn't it it's ruined very careful what you use to mask 
to the smell of defecation. Oops, defecation's what you need if you want to be a defecator. Anyway, I thought I'd just I'd just share that with you. But um, oh, now uh, what I really want to talk to you about is uh, you know last week I got a bit jazzed about that um, Bentley Mulsanne for sale. Yes. Well, um, Bentley Mulsanne update. Okay. I haven't bought it. <laughs> I, 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 was, I saw quite a few comments on YouTube and on Twitter of people going, have you bought it yet? I hope you've bought it. Are you buying that car? Tell us when you've bought it. I hope there's an update when you've bought it. Look, I haven't bought it. Okay. I, I may have misleadingly suggested or given the impression that I just have 47 grand lying around. Well. But I did. I was haunted by that car, and I was a bit like, God, if I sold my 911 and – well, well, then maybe we wouldn't need our Jag because we could have it as a family car. Yeah, that would. And so a I family did... car in London. I know. Bentley Mulsanne. Well, that's the thing. I know. Oh, well, hey, why not? I London. mean, also foggy London town. <laughs> uh, yeah, not not entirely practical. But I did think It'd about. Be it. Be very then... foggy when the Mulsanne was cold started, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, when it starts starts running a bit rich on one bank. Um, <laughs> so then, what happened? And this is all after we'd finished recording yeah. last week. Yeah. And um, I'd been messaging TV's Chris Harris, ex Mulsanne owner. Yes. That's how he's most famously referred to. Not. Yeah, everybody knows. Yeah, not like motoring journalists, not Top Gears. He's ex Mulsanne owner Chris Harris. Bentley Mulsanne's Chris Harris, now <laughs> occasionally doing Top Gear, I believe. I don't know. It's not what he's known for. He's the Mulsanne guy. Um,. Yeah, he rang me. He he followed up on the messages with a phone call, but not just any phone call. He started trying to do a number on me. He used the line, do you really want to be the guy who could have had a Bentley Mulsanne and didn't? Oh, tempting bastard. And I went, you absolute fucker. Yeah. So uh, he, it didn't work, but I respect him for trying, for him trying to tuck me into a car that I absolutely do not I need. I quite like it. being tucked in, as, but... That it's assuming that I'm financially able. Yeah. You know, like, I could do it, I could do that. Like, I know maybe you could have done the Molson, but it, you'd have to have moved a lot of stuff around. And, you know, it's a, yeah, it's see, a 50k car, isn't it? So. I don't mind being tucked into, like, another pint when I'm thinking of going home. <laughs> but being tucked into a, a, a very large... A British saloon car that I don't need. I actually, I was also in a little one of the car nerdy WhatsApp groups that I'm in. I, I mentioned it in there, and um, one of my mates just immediately went, "Don't you have enough cars?" Which I sort of thought was a fairly well. It's the um, voice of reason, which I really don't yeah. like hearing. Unfortunately, yeah, well, he is. The, yeah, he is the voice of reason. It, it, maybe just while I'm on this. Um, Keep going, keep rolling. Um, talking of temptingly affordable, once very expensive cars that 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 catch the eye and tempt you <laughs> like a siren calling you onto the rocks of incredible <laughs> expense. Uh, someone I know bought an Aston Rapide earlier this year. Did they? For yeah, you know, Rapides are sort of becoming in that sort of zone of oh well hang on a minute yeah. I mean that seems quite considering how much they were new yeah uh, so he bought a Rapide very very happy with it having been burnt by an Aston before he had a V8 Vantage which was just constantly having niggling trouble with it and in the end he he, I think the supplying dealer took it back for almost what he paid for it because he was so sick of it so he was a bit like 
unfinished business, want to get another Aston, hoping it won't break my heart this time. Got the Rapide, very, very happy with it. Mm -hmm. But he's only done about 2,000 miles in it over, I don't know, eight, nine months. Uh, Just been landed with a bill for nine grand. What? Yeah, the cats are knackered, apparently. It needs a whole new exhaust system, amongst other things. So An exhaust system for £9,000? Well, I'm not sure if that includes some other stuff. I haven't asked him. He's, he's so, clearly so Is upset. that his wits end then? delved. Right? A bit, yeah. A, a bit? Yeah, I would have rather I have bought. I'd rather have bought, like, a first-gen KN, you know, the ones that are unacceptable-looking, and that yes. someone's sort of drunk-driven up a wall. And like the suspension's got it, you know, like some of the air suspension's forgotten how to keep itself level. Yeah. So it's all a bit like, it's a bit wonky. I would rather have that. Like the guy I once saw driving down the A3 in Surrey in um in a Range Rover, a 38A, so a second generation Range Rover, where there had clearly been a horrible air suspension for <laughs> It was like a low rider, but he was a he was a bloke in his fifties, I would say, grey haired. You know, and there's nothing funnier, I think, than someone who has a bit of dignity losing some of that dignity, but stoically carrying on. And that's what this guy was doing because you could see his head was sort of being bounced around by the poor ride quality that resulted from I don't know all the air leaking he's, out of the suspension. I guess he's the captain of a sinking ship that's just staying yes. on it, isn't he? The ship is slowly going down, but he's he's continuing. It's okay, I'm still going. It's okay. A captain always stays with his Range Rover. <laughs> I, I had the... Um, I think I told you this in, a, in an old Smith & Sniff video, that a, fr- um, a friend of mine's parents have, have a, have a, a neighbour, a real, like, jingle-jangle neighbour called uh, Brian and Tracy. Well, there's that's two people, obviously. But... Um, and they used to have a Rolls Shadow, white, of course, but then they got a um, an S-Class Mercedes, the one after Lady Di spec. Yeah. And they turned up at a wedding that I was at, uh, some, some friends, a wedding reception, and <laughs> it turned up, and he was obviously wearing his signature um, silk shirt that was almost completely open. And um, And he pulled up into the car park, and the back of the S-Class, I swear to you, it was higher... Than a body lifted Hilux. The back was so high. <laughs> it, there was there was there was pure like negative camber going on at the uh, sorry positive camber going on at the back. And I and I said, oh um, Brian. And he looked at me and he went, don't say anything. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to ask me. Don't say anything. And apparently it was exactly it was the self leveling system had just gone haywire and it was uh, it was as high as it would go and it was like pulling on brake lines and all sorts. It was oh my god! It was hilarious. I didn't realise they could go that high. It looked like a trophy truck S class. <laughs> <laughs> I think secretly Brian was um. Brian was like an overlander, you know, these people that buy passenger cars and turn them into off-roaders, which seems to be like a an increasing cult thing to do, which I really like because it, it, it flicks the Vs to SUVs, which I'm all, yeah, all for. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind that. And I, I sort of feel like it's a trend that might happen in production cars because there's I, been, a, there've been whiffs of it. Yeah, I was about to say I really hope so. Lamborghini did that concept, didn't they? That Gallardo that was was um, sort yes. of safariized a bit, and it did look quite cool. Yeah. And if Porsche can find oh, find if... it in themselves to be a bit sort of sillier than they are normally, 
I think they could they could do some safari because people are doing anyway, aren't they? And it's, and it's legit to their heritage. Yeah, and the snow race type cars and the yeah. So I don't mind. I mean, that's the thing. I feel like the Safari 911s now, it's like it's getting a bit, everyone's getting a bit giddy with that. It's happening a bit too much and someone needs to be a bit more original. But it's like also, I put this on Twitter week before last, I think, that Safari 911's all well and good. But when, once you see a picture of a proper Dakar spec 959, everything that's else the just business, my friend. The yeah. yeah, exactly. But would, you, would it be nice if you could buy a base model 911 with obviously bits stripped out of it and it's and it's on steel wheels? And it's triple the ride height. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you know, like kind of like Porsche do a Nomad, do an aerial Nomad. Yes, but it's but well, it's, that's the thing. It would be it would work. You know, it would work. The Nomad is already there. The Nomad is sort of where this is going. It would be I Nomad, think, but yeah. you can actually take people out in it properly. Have you ever driven a Nomad? No, I'm. I, I annoyingly, I've I've been meaning to drive on for ages, and I've driven most of the other atoms but I've been robbed of the air in fact why don't we go out for a drive in a, in a nomad sometime soon should we, should we wait for an incredibly wind chilly day yeah I was going to say let's wait till December or January <laughs> to do it then it'll be yeah great and forget they're your gloves. home team though aren't they they are yeah Somerset's Aerial. finest yeah so and if then... I was buying local um to, to where I was born yeah, I would locally sourced yeah, fresh produce. It would be my locally sourced fresh automotive produce would probably be it would be a nomad for the weekend and then what's the closest car manufacturer would it be Swindon. Yeah, you got to have a Civic. Is there a car manufacturer in in, in Bristol or Exeter? I don't think there is. We've done this one before, haven't we, because there's only Bristol and they've closed down. In fact, they're auctioning off all the remaining bits of Bristol. Did you um, see that Bristol sold on collecting cars, or was it Car and Classic? It might have been Car and Classic actually. Car and Classic's auction, and everyone was oh, going. Yeah. Everyone was getting so excited about it, and I just wanted to shout out loud: "It looks so shit! Don't buy it! <laughs> Look at it! It looks unrepulsively shit." Which one are you talking about? I can't Which remember. Was it? it was Blenheim. Was it a Blenheim? Oh, I don't know. It was an. It was a nineties one. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're not. I mean, it looked awful, looking. man. I'd rather have a Mazda yeah. 121 with a full-length ragtop. It just looks gash. <laughs> yeah, but you could say that about a lot of cars, I think. What, looks gash? No. <laughs> I'd rather have a Mazda 121 with the bubble ragtop. shape. That is the, the worst. I'd say the Mazda 121 bubble shape with the ragtop roof. It does look the same at the front as it does at the back. All you have to do is switch <laughs> the red lights for the clear lights, and then that's it. <laughs> it would just be brilliant. <laughs> just unplug the steering wheel, and there's, there's, there's a hole behind the back seat that you can just slot it into, and off you go. I, um, I drove the Honda E for the second time. Um, recently, and in fact, by the time people listen to this video, uh, even podcast, which is not a video, oh, it could be a video if you're watching it on YouTube, but it's a blank video. You're just uh, staring at a title. You're card. just staring at a title card. You know, you know what I mean. By the time this this goes out, my 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 um, Honda E video, my second one will have gone out on Car Pervert YouTube channel. But I've I've driven. So this is because you you drove the Honda E a while back, didn't you? In in where did you, was it Spain? Or it was yeah, it was February, right at the beginning of this year, pretty much. Yes, Spain, Valencia, and it was like a hurricane. Oh yes, it was the worst. It was the worst weather they'd experienced in thirty five years, and we were there to drive a city car in the sun, and there mm. were palm trees at sixty degree angles. I mean, <laughs> it was. It was chaos. It, there were roads with two feet of flood water on them. 
the sea was just taking chunks of the seafront out. Oh man, it was crazy. But yeah, it did that, and that was my most successful video. Still is. Mm. So this time I thought, well, I'm going to drive it on UK soil because I've got the chance, but I thought I'd do it a bit different. And I, I drove it back to back with a first gen Civic. Aha. Uh-huh. The one that Honda Heritage have got, which is the original brochure car from the UK launch of the Civic. Is it? Have they always had it or did they have to buy it back? They had to buy it back. They got, they yeah. found it and somebody said, you can have this if you want. Yeah, lovely Carnaby yellow, beautiful thing, 1975. So I thought I'd drive those yeah. two. And of course, as I was driving this Hondery, I thought, I, I, it, well, it did remind me of all the charm it has, that the charm definitely outweighs the fact that you can't even put a packet of Maltesers in the boot. And, you know, it, it, it isn't the fastest out of them all. It doesn't have the biggest range, but there's something so good about it. It's so Hondery. And really well How made. How much is it again? <clears throat> twenty five grand or thereabouts. Twenty six one hundred starting, <clears throat> and then twenty nine for the advanced pack, which is the one that they think most people will buy. And that's got a bit more power as well. Yeah, is that right. Yeah, a bit more power. One second quicker to sixty two, and it has some extra tech like Park Pilot, and it also I realised it has heated seats, whereas the standard one doesn't. Which I think for an electric car for over twenty five grand is a little bit of a, a shysterish thing to do but anyway. yeah you know my jag doesn't have heated seats get out of town no they're only on there's three models on the ipace and I, I think they might change this now or is it the heated screen they've made standard anyway the se the mid model which is what we've got yeah doesn't have heated seats as standard oh. and i spec them i spec them and then they forgot to put them on they forgot not jag's fault the dealer that, that supplies the lease company messed up oh the my order. gosh if you'd actually bought that car you'd be furious i know I mean, well they said look w- here are the options um we'll have to take the car back and get you another one but there was like a six month wait right or we can install aftermarket heated seats get a switch somewhere and i was just like you're gonna start hacking into the wiring on a multiplexed electric car i think that's gonna no- uh, never end well is it don't be silly yeah so in the end, they just gave me a load of money back and some floor mats for free. <laughs> so sorry for screwing. And they up. give you yeah. a Nando's the other thing, Shockingly, doesn't come with floor mats as well. What? And I it's mean, not even know, the, it's not even entry level spec. No, no, no. I didn't realise it didn't bit. come with heated seats. I mean, that's an. It's expen- a bit stingy, isn't it? I know it's ridiculous. Electric cars should always have heated seats. Electric. Then if you, they you totally take, the, take the chill off your ass and not have to crank the heat. Oh, it's better for your range. If, if you, if well, in the early days of like leaves and stuff, if you hadn't ordered them with heated seats, you basically had to drive around with a granny rug around your legs in winter. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you no. Know, hang on, because I had a leaf for a bit. Oh, it was a later one, and it, it had a. Did the early leaf leaves not have a heat pump heater on them? It was optional. Oh. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, because mine had a heat pump, and the heater on that was mega. Yeah, but if um, you didn't order it with the heat pump, you it was like being homeless. You had to sit on cardboard, and you had to wrap yourself around with tarpaulins and things. A, a, a friend of mine was, met some early adopter leaf people at possibly some kind of leaf convention or something. I don't know. He, he was covering a story there, <laughs> and um, he said that there were, all, there were I think, more than one leaf owner who they just refused to run the ventilation system because it, it, oh, cause it, it robbed precious it miles off because yeah well because also just dented the range and they had like the door bins of the car were stuffed full of cloths 
Because rather than run the demister, they would just rub the windows with a cloth. But, of course, it's counterproductive because then as the cloth gets damp, it's just causing the whole car to oh, steam the, the, the problem is, is, yeah, the whole car just sweats, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Oh, bloody hell. But we've come quite a long way because now you don't have that problem. I, mean, I don't even think twice about running the the aircon or the heater in the Jag, but uh, I didn't really in the Leaf either, but I only used it in town. It was fine. And it had heated seats. When I was driving this Honda Re, obviously I, rem- I remembered all that stuff and I, I I hadn't got to drive it hard anywhere because of um, aforementioned Valencian storm weather when we were filming. Valencian storm weather was a character in Game of Thrones, wasn't she? Oh, she was. She was the one that um, she got, She yeah, she got taken by the dragon. Yeah. Mm, always happens. It does. It's sad. Um, but yeah, so I tried to find somewhere to drive the Honda Re a little bit spiritedly and couldn't really but you can't mm. turn the traction control off so which is a shame because like my kia soul electric for example one button and you don't even have to hold it you just tap it as quick as can be and you have no traction control at all and it's wonderful really yeah doesn't it get a bit does it get a bit scrabbly oh it's it's the most scrabbly thing i've driven since the 90s i would say that's what i thought it's with brilliant. that um enjoy Kona. Oh yeah, that scrabbles like mad. Even with the traction control on, it scrabbles like crazy. I was like, "This is like a, a an eighties hot hatch." It's mm. it's quite amusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. feels feels a bit out of control. Well, it's the same drivetrain, isn't it? It's, it's exactly. Like I guess that. so. Yeah, and I suppose, but I think the, the cone is probably even lighter than the sail, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Or is it? It is a bit smaller. It is, but it made me realise, and they hinted about it. Are they going to do a Type R? And if they do do a Type R, it can't be called the Honda ER because that obviously conjures up imagery of of, of, of emergency. George rooms. Clooney being handsome in some hospital scrubs. Yeah, and asking for a. He always asked for specific medical things that we didn't know what they were, and I still don't know if they were real. Yeah, or whether he just made them up. Do you know what I mean? I've forgotten about that show. It had sort of very jivey kind of medical terms, didn't it? They were just people. They said they'd suddenly go yeah. into the trauma room, and it'd be like, "Okay, I'm going to need forty stents of statin and that and that." <laughs> of all that stuff, mix a five in stat. And you go, what? What is, is all that of that? Real? What is it? Yeah, they just it, it just sounds like I need I need I need twenty k's of BB Rexa and then a a, yeah. a, a statin <laughs> of and you go, forty of Dua Lipa now. Yeah, and, and you go, just what? what? Is this, are you just naming pop stars? No, this is all medical. This is all medical yeah. procedures. <laughs> so I I think that the Honda ER might not quite work. But I do. And, and also it, the Honda RE just reminds me of having to learn about Sabbath. other religions at school, yeah. Yeah, Festival of Lights and Diwali. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I once got into trouble because one of our exercises that we had to do, probably homework, was do two columns, things that Jewish people are allowed to eat and things that Jewish people are forbidden from eating. And um, the, the forbidden column, you know, I did pork and shellfish and stuff like that. And uh, But I, I was a bit bored because it was much shorter than the one they're allowed to eat. Well, you I just wanted to add... Well, I just put, started putting things like rocks, <laughs> trees, <laughs> ants, houses, and things like that. And then got, got told off. Got owls. Not allowed to eat owls. Yeah, got told off for being silly. Yeah, so the Honda RE wouldn't work. The Honda ER wouldn't work, especially no. for the more American skewed market. Or, or, or apparently the Honda E won't be sold in America, which is quite upsetting for a lot of Americans. Yeah. Um, That's funny, that, isn't it? Because mm. 
I suppose it's too small for them. Well, you say that. They fit 500 cells in America and the Mini. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think so. it's And they more... do remember the original Civic that it sort of references in its design, don't they? Because that was quite... That was like you know, the car... That... sort of bridgehead car for Japanese car makers and for Honda particularly. Well, yeah. That, in fact, that's what I mentioned in the video. That car, I think, is the first Honda car to have broken America properly. Um, I've just... I looked this up just out of interest. And, yeah. Um, because uh, I, you know, I'm asking how much that car costs, and I, you know, very few people uh, are going to pay list for it. But um, on Honda's own website, mm-hmm. um, the basic E is 249 quid a month, and the E Advance is 299 quid a month. So it's so, a difference of just 50 sheets. 50 sheets, but then you ex- ex- extrapolate that over a year, and that's well, I suppose it's only 600 quid, isn't it? So it's sort of. To, to lease it the thing is is it, for me it's not about the parking technology because i can park my own car especially when it has a turning circle like this one but yeah it's the heated seats you've got to have heated seats yeah. i'm afraid and i'm not even like an old thin-blooded man yet um it's just that they, they they're, 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 they're <laughs> that's a great zz top song it's, nothing more than an old thin blooded man <laughs> that's the octogenarian zz top uh album yeah. which they'll be bringing taking a lot of anticoagulants <laughs> to reduce the risk of heart attack and stroke um so, well, uh, but my my question that I really want to ask you um, yeah. was how was how was the old Civic? Did you like it? Old it's Civic amusing. was fantastic. Mm. Um, it was the one point two, so the smaller engined one, and it was the two door, and mm. uh, it was so good. It was really zippy, and I mentioned in the video it doesn't feel as old as what it actually is, and it definitely feels more modern than other 70s like british cars that i've driven it just felt great and it was it was just fun i loved it i mean i I had a hunch i would like one because i i've nearly bought several in fact i'm sat at this microphone and right next to it is a haynes honda civic manual which i bought i'm (laughs) going to say about 12 years ago because i was convinced i was going to buy a first gen civic and i never did so i've now got a mint (laughs) civic Haynes manual for no frigging reason. Hang on. You were convinced you were going to buy one, but did you have a specific one in mind, or was this just, you just felt it was your destiny? I felt I felt like the, the, it was getting close to the time. Yeah, you know when. Yeah, it just felt like there was a storm in the air, and it was it was going to happen. The planets were going to align. An old lady was going to tap me on the shoulder in, in a nearby village and say, "Oh, I hear you're into cars. I've got this thing. I don't really know what it is." It's, it's yours. written in the stones. Yes, that you shall have and I would car. really. And if she said yes, it's uh, it's not massively practical. It's a two door, and I go, oh, this is bliss. This this is going to go so <laughs> pre facelift with the little the little indicators on the top of the bumpers. Oh, so good. But just to be clear, that none of this ever actually happened. No, this was me just de- being delusional and daydreaming. It, none none of that actually happened. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never owned one, but I drove that one, and it was a little joy. And also, when you park them next to one another, mm. your your hunch is confirmed that they really do look quite similar, and the 
the Honda E is the spiritual successor to the Civic rather than the new Civic being comparable to the Civic because, of course, the new Civic is like two segments of car bigger than the old Civic. Like a lot of cars, they've all they've all grown. But um, yeah. the E... <clears throat> but the Civic really has sort of jumped, hasn't it? Because... Well, it's massive. The new Civic's massive. I, I, the original Civic came out in, what, sort of 72? 73. Two? So, yeah, mm. and so not that far off the Golf... No, not that. I would say that, but but the the original Civic would be smaller than a Golf, wouldn't it? Smaller than a Golf, yeah. Do you want? And do it's you want now a, kind of <coughs> listen matching matching strides with let me, Golf let me, and uh, size wise. Let me get my look. I got my hands manual here. General dimensions and capacity. The the two door, except North American market, um, is uh, three three thousand six hundred ninety five long. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And it's uh, well, three thousand eight hundred and ten millimeters wide. Sorry, well, no, that's no, that's the North American length. Sorry, no, forget that. It's three thousand six hundred ninety-five millimeters long, and it's uh, one thousand five hundred and five mil wide, and its wheelbase is. Um, 2,200 centimetres, millimetres. Keep saying centimetres. Stop it, Johnny. Yeah, that would be a long car. <laughs> that would be a long wheel. I didn't really think when we started this podcast talking about my wife's friend, who I mistakenly believe smells of shit, that we would end up doing a deep dive into the dimensions well, of a Mark 1 Civic. Okay, how much do you think a Mark 1 Civic two-door with a manual gearbox weighs? Uh, ooh, I bet it's really light, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, hmm, 780 kilos. Oh, are you joking? It's 775. You, that's, no way. That's, nearly, <laughs> that's really good. Wow. Wow. You're good. I didn't know that you was, were that good. Honestly, lucky guess. Um, I, and I, it really was lucky guess. I'm trying to look up on the internet um, if there's any... Um, any old Civics for sale? Any old Civics car in classic? It's but a rare. Internet's not working. It's a rare car now, and I and I mm. think that's what I mentioned in the piece is like that they they, they 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 sold them as just a very very kind of humble gets you anywhere, just get in it and go, abuse it, it'll be fine kind of car. And as a consequence, they've all gone. And now, mm. when you see one, it's it really makes you happy. But also, driving those cars side by side, it's like it, it's almost like I'm seeing a fantastic little two modern two car garage. You've got your Honda huh. E for daily use and your commuting stuff. 
And then you got a funny little cutesy Pikachu weekend classic. I love it. Pikachu. How's your Honda restoration? It's it's on the home straight. Like it's so close to being on the rolling road to be set up. I've I've had to find a a fuel my the the, the glass bowl for the fuel filter um, had a had a crack in it and it just kept weeping. So I've had to find another one of those, and it's really hard to find. And I've just found one and bought it last night. And then there's one other bit which I need. What is that? I've had to have an exhaust scratch built for it, which was not £9,000 like your friend's Aston Rapide, but it was still a lot of money. Mm. Um, but it's a really important part of that engine the exhaust. It's quite a, quite a complex header manifold. So um, that's that's arriving. I've just realised that The Rolling Roads sounds like quite a good name for a Rolling Stones tribute band. Oh, that's a great... Yeah. They massively exaggerate the length of all the songs (laughs) and then find out the real number and go, oh, well, you know, I mean, yeah, but but (laughs) at the crank, that song would be a lot longer. (laughs) That's true. When they get to the crescendo of the song... Yeah, they're like they just they just go. Oh, it's over. And you go. What do you mean it's over? It's only halfway through. No, no, honestly, um, it's tailing off. It's, it's tailing off now. The rolling no meaningful song left. They should play at Goodwood or the Silverstone Classic. Uh, the Rolling Roads would be amazing. <laughs> Surely halfway through, one of them just has a massive heart attack and just falls over. <laughs> <laughs> but, but sometimes they just carry on regardless. They go. Don't worry, he'll be fine. <laughs> He'll be fine. It's okay. Stop playing. There's a lot of smoke coming out of your guitarist. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. (laughs) That's right. And obviously, one of them, stage three, uh, like the drummer, the drummer's, Uh. oh, yeah, he's like, (laughs) he's stage three, he is. Nobody knows what that means, but he's stage three. (laughs) Unfortunately, our drummer won't be with us tonight. We've had to return him to standard to get him through his MOT. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. He's been remapped. Back yeah, to standard. To, uh, put the old put the old chip back in and put the cats on. That's right. Oh yeah, decap. Otherwise there'll be trouble. Yeah, that'd be the support band to the Rolling Roads, wouldn't it? Be decap back. <laughs> and uh, I, I think cat back system. Oh sorry, sounds... cat back system with the yeah, it's sort of I an experimental female. Band. Yeah, yeah, all female, quite quite sort of um, experimental. Yeah, avant garde electronica. Um, cat back system. Yeah, quite like those. I want to go and see them now, even though they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> please, into please put your hands together for it's the Rolling Roads. You can imagine oh, Steve Lamac; he'd get all, he'd love it. Steve Lamac would be straight on there. He'd love that. Stoive, Stoive Lamac and his evening session, and the the Welsh guy from Radio One, Hugh Hugh oh, Hugh Stevens. Hugh Stevens. He'd love Catback System. He'd champion them from the minute they set up. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He'd be. He'd be down there in um, uh, at the Dublin Castle in Camden. Of Town. course he would. Oh, they would have loved it there. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome on stage Catback System. <laughs> Talking of radios, Radio One has been doing a campaign called like hashtag Up Yours Corona recently, and all I like, can yeah. 
and and just trying okay. trying to get people all, all across the world to say up yours corona and sort of I suppose it's like a morale. Boost. Well, that'll make it go away. Then, won't it? Well, it, it's <laughs> scientifically proven to make that to make it to make it. <laughs> Viruses stop. respond well when you just shout at them. Fuck off! Go away! Yeah, piss <laughs> off! Oi, tuberculosis! Shit off! It works really That's well in football games one. when you shout at the referee. Who are you? Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> uh, my name's John Stevens. I, I live in High Wycombe. In the uh, go. I hope that's answered your question. Oh, it does. Thanks. Thanks very much, John. Cheers. Right. Yeah. Cheers. As you were. Right. As keep you up were. the good work. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like that. <laughs> but I keep thinking, every time I see Up Yours Corona, I keep thinking of um, the Toyota Corona, because I feel like it's been tarred with the wrong brush, almost. I know it's not a current model. Uh, uh, or is it... Is it still available oh. in Japan? No, it's not, actually. I think they stopped, didn't they? It's probably stopped, but but more recently than you think. It's, what did it do? Did it go into the 90s or the early noughties? Or? I don't know, and I'm not sure I can look it up because I don't think my internet is, is, is still not working properly for some reason. It's because we're using um, all of it in order to chat. I... Somebody's phoning me. That's so unprofessional during a during a cast, isn't it? Cast. Oh, hang on. Here we go. Cast. Yeah, 2000. Oh, no, wait. Hang on. That's bollocks. Toyota Corona. I found found some brochures online because I was just investigating what they look like. The 1982 Corona brochure is particularly atmospheric. Have you noticed now? I I know this is a sort of might be a particular gripe to the jobs that we do, Mm -hmm. but um, I needed to look up the sizes of some cars yes for for journalistic purposes and it's car manufacturer websites which are basically you know are the brochures now aren't they yeah they are yeah i don't know i think a few people will still send you a brochure but by and large even if you do the get brochure option on a website it's just a pdf now and um, that's right but but just trying to find out how long or wide a car is on some manufacturer's websites is oh my gosh, Rich. needlessly difficult. Were you me last night at about half past midnight? Because that's precisely oh, what, what I doing? was doing at about <laughs> half past midnight last night. I was trying to find. I was doing a compare for the for the video for um, this Honda E and Honda Civic video. I was trying to yeah. find the, the the dimensions of the Mini E, the Zoe next to the Honda E next to the uh, VW E up, and it took yeah. it took me about an hour. And it's like, how yeah. has it taken me so long? Because some I, some dimensions I would get, and I just didn't believe them, and my hunch was correct. So when I searched yeah. again, I was like, no, nah, that's out. That's not right. But Do you know what's not, funny about that? Interesting. Is that? It's not funny. Well, it's not interesting. It's, it's not, but it's a genuine thing because it's like. But also, I think this is a. Well, it's like there was a teacher at our school who uh, would ask questions and if people didn't know one of his catchphrases inadvertently was this is basic information and this is what i feel about how long a car is yeah because it's relevant for people i know most people don't stick their cars in garages anymore but some people do particularly older people because it's my 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 auntie who i talked to you about earlier this week the uh, who owns the suzuki swift sport the swift what sorry sport sorry hang on suzuki swift sport Boats. Boats. Stage three tune kept back system. Bill Stein adjustables. Toyo track day sticky rubber and all that. So that's what she that's what she drives. However, 
she does use her garage she's trad and she's always mm. used the garage and when she mm. was looking at the suzuki swift spalwitzer she wanted immediately before she got in it before she'd even got you know tempted she wanted to know the dimensions and because she, she yeah. wrote off um, a, um one of her choices on the basis that it was too wide for the garage i know um a volvo c30 she said, "No, it's too wide. Can't fit that in." Because she's been a, she's been a Volvo buyer over the years, and then went sale, yeah. and now she's gone Suzuki. But yeah, I love the fact that she she's seventy three and she bought a Suzuki Swift Sport. I, I, I like to imagine she's doing a little cheeky sort of heel and toeing in those kind of soft pumps that ladies of a certain age like to wear. Oh, she's Auntie Margaret. She's great. She, and I said, you, when she said she'd ordered it, I went, "The, the Sport, like." The, the real sport version. She went, yeah, yeah, 1.6. Apparently it's quite, I think it's 1.6, isn't it? It's apparently quite nippy. Yeah. I said, quite nippy. I said, yes, it's it's like a, quite a performance car. She said, well, I said, it's really firm. You know that, don't you, auntie? And she goes, yeah, well, I do like firm suspension. I had a car before and it was just too soft and I just didn't like it. So I was like, okay. And I thought when it arrives, she's going to have a hell of a shot. But no, she loves it, apparently. Was it a, a second generation Swift Sport. Well, let me think. She got it new. Uh, she's probably had it three or four years now. Okay, yeah, that sounds like it'd be a second jet. Yeah, and they they had uh, from memory the ride on that was I thought quite acceptable because I had a first generation one as a long term test car from Evo and I loved it. Yeah, and there were just sort of one or two things that I wasn't. I think to remember there were sort of three things about it I didn't like, but they didn't spoil the overall thing. It was like it was it was a five speed box on it, and it could have done with an extra gear to make it quieter and less frenzied on the motorway. <laughs> was it really low geared? I bet it was pretty low geared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very revvy. Yeah, lovely. Um, but yeah, and then second generation they gave it a six speed box. The interior on the first one was okay, and it had a really massive key. It had keyless, but the key was massive, <laughs> a real kind of. It looked like you got a stiffy when you put it in your trouser pocket kind of key. And then the second one, they gave it this lovely little tiny dongly thing that was and it's like, it's almost like they knew. They went through the first one, they went, here's what is annoying about this car, let's fix it. And the third thing was, the first one was supposed to have been read, run on a super unleaded. Uh, a very high compression ratio because it's basically a little competition engine it was a rally homologation yeah, car yeah. essentially and so you're supposed to run it on posh petrol which is apart from the fact you can't get it everywhere it's also it's just an added expense and it was quite thirsty for a little car mainly because you drive it like you a drive it like knob. a complete flute yeah exactly yeah. and the second generation one they, they I guess they just retuned the engine and, and changed things and it was you didn't have to run it on 98 anymore and that was it. It was as far as I was concerned. Like the second generation one was just getting so close to perfection, and the ride from memory was a little bit less manic, bumpy. Yeah, yeah. It was a great car. Well, I'm going down to see her quite soon because I haven't seen her most pretty much this year. So um, I might see, and probably won't be allowed, but I might see if I can actually take it out for a drive. If I do, I'll do a short video for you yeah. because it's um, I'm just so impressed that she's got it I think it's wonderful it's a fit of a phenomenon and, uh, though isn't it I've noticed this and I mean it sounds like your auntie knew what she was getting into but I I've noticed sometimes you see surprisingly old people in surprisingly high performance versions of cars and I'm always sure it's because they've gone into the dealer and gone uh I've got this much to spend and basically the dealer rather than go well 
you know, let's let's use old school Ford as the as the metric here. What he should do is say the salesman should say you you uh, you should have an escort gear. Yes. What they actually say is, well, with that money, you can have an Escort XR3i or an RS Turbo. Yes. And the old dear or the old gent goes, well, that sounds exciting. I'll have one of those then, please, and pays full list for it. And never uses a third of its capability. No. Exactly. <laughs> and I think, and yeah. also, it exacerbates their osteoporosis a treat because <laughs> of this firm suspension. I think that happens a lot. But do you remember when we were doing um, one of the, probably one of the last Smith & Sniff videos when we rendezvoused at our favourite services? Oh, yeah. And, the, um, and there was an old couple in a Golf GTI, is it a TCR? What was the... Was it a club sport? I think it might be. Oh, a club, a club, sport. club. Hang on. Did, what did you just say? Club foot. Club sports. Oh, sorry. <laughs> club sports. Sports. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember them getting out of it? And he was really, yes. really. Um, it was mint. It looked like it was. Yeah. It had only just been. And we both looked at one another and went, "What? He's got that? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know why I've suddenly thought of this." But um, I, I, once, I once saw a man in an Impreza Turbo pull at some traffic lights. He flung the driver's door open, vomited expansively on the road, and then just shut the door. The lights went green, and off he sped. Oh, it was like an all-in-one sort of smooth and fluid movement. And I was just like, what's the story? What's going on? Are you ill? Are you drunk? Are you... Is is it the is the I mean, Pretz's very firm ride has caused your stomach to become agitated? It was weird. Uh, do you know what it was? He what? he looked at the Impreza's dashboard for too long because let's face it, those cars <laughs> do have an incredibly crap-looking cabin. They always did. It, it got worse, didn't it? I like. I mean, there was sort of there was a kind of unfussy functionalness to the original one. It was and all about the seats, it, seats and the drivetrain. That yeah, was it. good seats, good seats, good drivetrain, lovely, lovely gear change on it, and then and a little switch with bright written on it, which inexplicably made the clock a bit. <laughs> oh yeah, dark. I forgot. Never about. understood why that you give it the the. I mean, it's the size of the switch as well. It was not a small switch. It's like you've given too much magnitude to a tiny function. Why didn't, why? Why didn't they just have a little a simple thumb wheel for the dimmer? Yeah. You know, like most cars. I mean, yeah. even my Beetle's got a dimmer for it, and that's a basic 60s car. What? Yeah, it's got... 60s Beetles have instrument dimmers. I, yeah, I mean, there's only one instrument. It's the Speedo. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it did. It, it, it's just a resistor that um, just dims and brightens. Yeah. But I don't know Seems if like that a, was... A, mine was the deluxe model. It might have been part of the deluxe thing. Ooh, la, I'd love la. to check that out. I'd love to just double-check that. Talking of Impreza's, the age-old rivalry between um, Scooby Impreza versus um, Mitsubishi Evolution, Lancer Evo. Yes. I, I've, yeah. just, I've just heard on, the, on the, the grapevine that Mitsubishi might be pulling out of Europe. Yeah, the official line when they announced that. It was like um, uh, almost a week ago, wasn't it? They said that they uh, are not going to launch any new models in Europe. But that's which means they'll just let this existing stuff wither on the vine, won't they? I mean, it's like they're, they're just propped up by that awful Outlander Fev, aren't they? Because lots of people buy that because it's it's good technology in a rather dismal car. But yeah, um, but they are a company of one car and one truck. Yeah, pretty much, aren't they? Well, exactly, and they're just. I mean, is there any Mitsubishi these days that you go, ooh, I like that, fancy one of those? No, 
the truck's consistently good and the current one actually i think looks better than it has in in a, about a decade but the the fev the 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 seven seat jobber why don't they just sell that to like somebody else to make because if that was made by i don't know let's say ford or uh Vauxhall, that would actually be really good you know in terms of for, yeah. for them for their lineup and then mitsubishi could just close the stage doors and uh and just take royalties you know like a christmas number <laughs> yeah. one that you only were a one-hit wonder you just sell the fev but they're still going to be around in the rest of the world and they haven't officially said they're pulling out of europe it's just the writing seems to be on the wall and i think the rumor is that the the uk importer has written to all the dealers and gone look guys look look guys listen listen look. guys listen it's look. um it's probably all over before you know it so we're going to look around and see what other cars we could import which um well can i ask you can, this threw up my 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 ears and my my senses and i thought i had to ask you what which which would you go for in the age old 90s rivalry would you do lancer evolution or would you go impreza and if so which variant well you see i'm a, i'm an impreza person all the way i mean, i liked those Evos sort of when did they start bringing them in six, I suppose. When, when, when it was, you know, they were the, the six was the one that everyone properly took notice of because that. Yeah, was the... so I and I remember I've driven, I think I've driven six, six, seven. I think I've driven Lancer Evolutions six to nine, and mm-hmm. then I had a ten, which was a totally different and new car, as a long termer from Evo magazine. I hated it. Did, it was awful. It, it, it was a. St- I went on the launch of that car. I remember. That was the car that it was just an annoying piece of shit to live with. It really <laughs> Did was. Did you have the, the um, and you had paddle to... shift or not? No, no, it was a manual. Okay. Um, you know, it wasn't. I'm being unfair, but I just didn't. I, but I, I disliked it so much that towards the end of its time with us, the the mag went. Can we have it back at the office, please, so someone who likes it more can drive it for a bit? Because you just keep you just keep moaning about it in your long term uh, test reports. Because uh, it was just it it you had to absolutely. I thought that the earlier ones they felt sort of. Uh, nice and lively and fun even if you weren't absolutely on the ragged edge and this one it just sort of wasn't unless you were totally rinsing it and then it felt like you might die or crash into someone or something. <laughs> so it just just couldn't enjoy it and um it, it, i just thought it made you look like an oaf as well but impressors which i know can also make you look like an oaf they're they're nice even at 10 miles an hour because they make a funny noise and the gear changes better than an evos i think i like i i mean everyone likes the tommy mackinnon edition of the evo i prefer the Impreza because of the flat four always have done yeah but what, yeah. I, what, what I would say is um, my favourite Impreza is probably the two door one was it the Type R there was the P1 the P1 the P1 was a two door 22B that's it you remember all the words the P1's the most expensive Impreza isn't it I think it's the most desirable yeah. it's proper numbers now to buy yeah they are aren't they I just um, talked to uh, a chap that you've been interviewed by as well um, for a classic car website and um, I did an interview with him last week and we were talking about this because he asked if I could tip five future classics and um, the, I, I said those earlier Evos and Impressors will definitely keep going up because mm-hmm. the 90s generation that you know used to play them in games and used to cover them as cars that featured in magazines and uh, they probably get to an age where they can afford to start buying them up as classics and That's true. the one for me impressor wise uh, was the first impressor turbo I ever drove which was an RB5 
And I, was, I just absolutely adored it. And a lot, actually, m- most impressions I've driven since haven't quite come close to capturing some of that magic. But um, the Richard Burns version, the Richard Burns, yeah. yeah. So, it's funny, isn't it? It was sort of because that's the I, in a way it was sort of like Blur and Oasis. You had to pick a side. Yes, it but, was Blur and Oasis, but in cars. Yeah, it was. I did sort of like some of those evos six to nine i i remember enjoying them yes. but just not as much as impressors if you had to make me pick yes blur and impressors please i think the ultimate for me would be to own a really larry impressor but i i would tow it to shows on a, with a mitsubishi pajero evo just to say, don't worry, I'm I'm in both camps. I just couldn't be bothered to buy a Mitsubishi Lancer Evo. I've gone for the Pajero, which I do love. Or just get a, get a Forester, Forester Turbo. Oh, the, what were the weird Japanese ones? They did an STI of those, didn't they? There was they? an STI one, yeah, which I think, it, was it an STI or was it just a normal Forester Turbo that I once got into an unintentional four-wheel drift going <laughs> through the junction... The junction where the A1 meets the North Circular in North London very late at night. Oh, really? And um, I know that yeah, bit. Yeah, I got. <laughs> they've redone it now, but this is way back in the day. There's a funny little. There was a funny little sort of ridge in the road, and I, I skippity hopped over that, and uh, and the car started going a bit sideways, <laughs> and it was all a bit exciting. But then it just sort of held. I held that stance, and I sort of just slithered in the direction I was intending to go, but at a slight angle, and then it sort of I just eased off, and it straightened up, and off we kept on going. I started to sound like a fucking cliche, and I was about to say dab of oppo, but anyway. The only reason why I asked you if you preferred the Evo to the um, to the Impreza was because this Christmas I know whether to buy you a rally art jacket or a five 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 jacket. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, because I think that one day when we go on a on some sort sort of British tour, Smith and Sniff tour, we're going to have to toss a coin. Who does the rally art jacket? Who does the 555 jacket? And every, well, every... if you're offering... Yeah. If you're actually offering... Um, uh, earlier in the show, I mentioned the um, Paris-Dakar spec. Did you say Did you say Harry-Dakar? Is that like... Harry-Dakar, is, yeah. is that Harry Metcalf a... doing another edition yeah. of something? <laughs> 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 it's Harry... He's let his hair grow quite long <laughs> at the back again, and he's 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 very deserty, but he wears sandals still. Yeah, it's strange. Mm. Still, I don't know that Harry wears sandals now, but he does it. it desert nomad spec, Harry. He's also entering the Dakar, but he refuses to wear any safety gear at all, including he's just wearing an, an open linen shirt and no helmet, and he's doing it in his kuntash as well. For some reason, <laughs> Kuntash with a couple of homemade snorkels using like plum center like induction. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Mister Metcalf, which you're probably not because you're a sane, you're a sane man, I really think we should do the Harry Dakar. Um, please, as a fellow YouTuber, please can we collab on this? That's enough for another episode of the Smith and Sniff podcast. Thank you ever so much for listening. Um, if you would be so kind as to like our stuff leave a little review if you want uh and subscribe to us on youtube if you want to do that these podcasts appear there as well as in all the usual pod places for your viewing pleasure please go to johnny's car pervert channel where you'll currently find a review of the honda e and before that uh a look at the new electric van from the london taxi people 
which is quite interesting. And if you're really, really, really bored, then why not buy my medium-sized book of boring car trivia, which is available as a paperback or an ebook on Amazon. I thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Indeed. See you next week. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.